Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm excited today. I have with me today, Judy Panic. Jody, I'm so, oh my God, I'm panicking no. because we talked about this. It's, it's don't panic. <laughs> and I've got Jody here. Jody Panic. Um, born in Trevor City, Michigan, which is the cherry capital of the world. I didn't know that they had a cherry capital, but apparently it's in Trevor. It it's in Trevor City. Um, amazing. Um, now, you've had an array of jobs. You worked for Paychecks. I'm assuming you were a, a rep, but maybe something you'll tell us. Um, you managed an acting studio. You created your own acting studio, and you are also a financial broker in terms of helping people get funding and bringing people together that need some debt and some people that want to create some debt. Correct. Great. <laughs> a lot of cool things. And, you know, I'm and I'm also interested in, um, you know, hearing about you see a lot of actors coming through your, you know, your center um, and mostly their training and, and looking to hone their skills. Is that that's exactly what we do. Uh, we train cl or we train actors. Um, you know, some people are gifted and, right. you know, do have that natural talent, but you always have to work on your skill. Um, just like, you know, an accountant needs to continually study. A doctor needs, you know, the it's continued true. education. I should be studying. So <laughs> I, 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 I should be. But uh, so that is what we offer. No, that's great. And would you say that, like, of all the things you've done, paychecks, uh, brokering, what, like, how does the acting studio fit in? Like, what what do you find most fun about that? I think where, and before that, it was, you know, food service distribution. So, you know, three, four completely different fields. Mm -hmm. But where they all tie together and connect is my love of taking care of people. Great. And it's funny, you flubbed my name at first and you said Judy instead of Jody. I know. I... And a lot of people do that. That's my nickname because so many people say Judy. <laughs> and so with my nurturing, my nickname is Mama Judy. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's but, hilarious. Yes, See, that's I knew what... intuitively. You did. You I did. did. Um, so that's the connection to them all is that ultimately I love to help people. Mm -hmm. And was that true even as a kid? Like when you were in high school, did you say... I just want to do something that helps people or like what did like how did you get here? Um by fluke really. Actually, I think it's just an innate an innate thing. Mm -hmm. Um from young childhood I always took care of my little brother and sister, not because mom made me, but because I liked to and right. I wanted to. Um financially, I've always taken care of people. I don't need to be taken care of. I always want to take care of other people. I have some bills that and I could have you pay if you don't mind. Uh. <laughs> Tabs on you this time. Um, but, you know, growing up, no, I, did, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And quite frankly, I was jealous of a lot of people. Uh, like my little brother, he knew he wanted to be an architect from two years old when wow. he was developing Lego houses yeah. and such. I still never knew that when I went to college right. and things just kind of fell into place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, okay. I never thought I wanted to be a salesperson. Right. Um, but an opportunity was presented to me to do an in internship with a fabulous company um, called Gordon food service. And I just happened to know who they were. They delivered to the restaurant that I was working at, you know, mm -hmm. at that time. And 
you know, I got into there, did the internship, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And um, that was actually one of the reasons why I moved out to L.A. is because I was absolutely addicted to that job. I oh, loved wow. it. I loved it. Well, when you were young, did your parents tell you that you had to come up with a goal? Did your parents, uh, like, tell you you had to make lots of money? What was the message that you got as a kid from both your parents? You know what? My parents are both very, very supportive. Uh, my mother um, is an RN, and, you know, my dad put her through college. Um, my dad never went to college, but, you know, he was self-taught and an expert in everything. Um and, I mean, I don't think they really, really pressured us. Like, you have to go to college. You have to be a doctor. You have to. Um, but I, in in my head, I knew it was expected that I do go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you the truth. When I first went to college, you know, that first year, I bombed out. Yeah. I mean, I bombed. And it was because I had no direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. But once I realized at 20 years old that I don't want to be a waitress all my life, Mm -hmm. that's when it motivated me. Oh, very cool. Yep, that could be motivating. Did you get get an allowance as a kid or were you forced (laughs) to uh, put money in savings? Like what was it like um, as a kid and money in your house? You know, I'm the firstborn. Okay. And so my parents, when got married, my mom had me at 20. And my dad was 24. So, I mean, they were just building their empire. They had nothing. Right. Um, But we never wanted for anything. Mm -hmm. Growing up, you know, that's when they just, you know, started developing and building, you know, their empire, their lifestyle. Um, And I never really had an allowance. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did, I mean, if I wanted or needed anything, of course, you know, they gave me, you know, money to go you know, play with my friends or whatever. But I literally started babysitting when I was in the fifth and sixth grade because yeah. I wanted to make my own money. Yeah. Not that my parents told me to, but I wanted to. Right. And then at 16, I literally had to beg my mother to let me get a job uh, cleaning hotels rooms. Wow. Yeah, that was the job I wanted. A bunch of my friends did it, and I wanted to do it too. Oh, so cool. it was just, I think I've just always been independent and You know, wanted to make my own money. That's great. When was the first uh, big check that you got some money and said, wow, this is a big check? Uh, You know what? It was, it kind of tears me up a little bit, actually, because I remember um, I won a big contest, $10,000. And um, that was at Gordon Food Service. And with some of that money, I sent my parents on an Alaskan cruise for their uh, 25th anniversary. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. Yep. That's cool. And did you have to pay taxes on some of that money? Oh, geez. Yeah. Do we have to go into the taxes? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's part of life. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. Um, and I like the fact that your parents were building an empire. Mm-hmm. Are you still building your empire? Do you already have your empire? Um, and if you don't, how will you know when you have your empire? Well, gosh, that is just like a twisted question. Um When I worked for Paychex, one of the things that I uh, specialized there was um, 401k. Mm -hmm. So I worked with small business and helped them, you know, put together 401ks. And when even before that, when I started Gordon Food Service, they basically taught me 10% of your check goes straight into 401k. 
And I didn't doubt it. I mean, I was only 20 some years old. Okay. You know, out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, that being said, um, you know, I think that doing your financial planning mm-hmm. for your future is very important. Yeah. Um, building your empire. Um, to me, I don't need that grandiose house in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. To me, for my empire, it means that I can pay my bills on time. I can afford to go on vacation if need, if and when I want to. Right. Um, I can help somebody out if they need it. I can donate to charity. So I think it's a continuing thing. So it would be the difference of me being able to contribute $25 a month to a charity versus 250 or 2500 So it's constantly a building thing. Okay. Do you, what, um, if you think back in your history, um, are there any financial situations that you wished you would have handled differently? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, like I said, I've always had money. That being said, I haven't been rich. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've always made my own money and had money. In starting up um, Acting Up Network, that was more challenging than I really thought that it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through all the business planning. I had everything lined up on paper. Right. Um, I had everything confidently lined up within myself. Mm-hmm. I knew the path that I needed to take. Mm-hmm. I knew the hard hours, but it happened a lot slower yeah. than I thought. Mm. And in that, um, I had money to get me by for about a year to mm-hmm. cover my bills and not take an income. Um, a lot of the startup money came from my parents mm. in their retirement plan. So there was no room for failure. Right. No room for failure. Right. I couldn't do that. Um, but it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. And where a lot of that struggle came from is my personality. And my personality where I want to take care of everybody and not take care of myself. Right. And so, therefore, I got myself further into debt. I mean, I hired some of the most amazing teachers, but the classes weren't filling. Right. And I'd run the class anyway. And, you know, it's like... It's a building process. I get that. Right. But it happened for too long. Right. So um, there was some lessons learned there, mm-hmm. and it was a tough, tough grid to, you know, come through. Mm-hmm. I've never bounced a check in my life. Right. Now I've bounced a check. Right. My credit score has always been perfect. Now I'm making a late car payment. Right. So it's scary. Yeah. But I think it was a good lesson mm-hmm. for me to go through, and I have no regrets. Yeah. When it comes to the money and the debt and stuff like that, were your parents, um, were your parents able to talk about, like, did they talk about money openly or set boundaries with you and your siblings? Or was that like money's never to be discussed? Like how comfortable was the topic of money or even asking your parents to give you the money, uh, to help open up the studio? You know, money wasn't taboo in our family by any means. Um, and my parents taught us how to use a checkbook. They helped us open savings accounts. Um, and, you know, I mean, I remember when my sister was younger and there was the opportunity to go on a big class trip overseas and visit, you know, several different countries. And it was going to be several thousand dollars. And so, you know, my dad, instead of my parents saying, no, we don't have that money, 
you know, my dad put in extra jobs and extra hours so that he could provide that. Wow. And so I think that ultimately it wasn't that like money was a taboo or Mm -hmm. there was plenty or there wasn't. It was, it was just put out there. Like if you don't have it, you work your ass off and you get it. Right. And you know, it's, it can be made. Don't just sit back and, you know, feel sorry for yourself because you're the only one not on a class trip, you know, work your butt off and you can get there. So let me ask you this, because I know you own your own company now. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people think that owning their own company is really romantic because you're the head honcho, but it also <laughs> means you're the janitor. You're also going to be the uh, financier. You're going to be like, you have to play every role. Um, so it's not as glamorous because you're the one that gets to stay after hours when everybody else has gone home. Um, even with all those challenges, what do you find most rewarding about having your own your own business? The most rewarding thing is, is I think a referral. I mean, number one, a referral is like the the biggest compliment that I can get. Mm-hmm. Is um, I just had one the other day. A gentleman named Michael came to me, and he's like, um, "My friends referred me," and I'm like, "Oh, who are your friends?" And he said, "Andrea and Shay." So two people, you know, and um, that is the biggest compliment that I can absolutely get. And I don't spend money on advertising. Mm-hmm. And I've grown my database from, I started out with, I think, 116 actors. And now I've got over 5,000. Nice. So, and they're all authentic referral. So, yeah. That's cool. That makes me proud. And, you know, just when I walk out of the, or when the class has ended and, you know, the actors are high and they're like, oh my God, this has been the best amazing experience. Right. And so... You know, that's the other rewarding thing that keeps me going. Cool. And I'll clarify that that's high on life and high <laughs> on energy versus... I uh, hope so. Usually. I don't know. Some of the comics, they're usually just high. But um, do you um, do you know your um, average monthly expense? Like, oh, to the dime. To the dime. Yep. And how often do you look at your finances? Every day. Every day. Uh, money comes out or comes in and goes out every day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know... I'm on that account every day. If money were no object, um, what what's the first thing you would do um, differently in your life? Oh, gosh. If money were no object, I would probably um, donate all my time to charity. Mm-hmm. Working with animals, working with children. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two of my favorites. Cool. Good um, You know, traveling, you know. I love to travel. Um, my my bucket list mm-hmm. is going to Australia within the next year, year cool. and a half. And so, um, yep, I'm going to see to it that that happens. What was the best trip you ever took and why? Oh, geez. One of the best trips. I think one of the best trips I ever took was to, oh, you know what? Oh, there's so many of them. Maybe either... Um, down to the Keys, that was a place called Hawks K Resort. Um, and they had a, their own dolphin marina and pond. Oh, wow. So you could lay there sipping cocktails on the beach while the dolphins are just frolicking in front of you. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, that was awesome. That's cool. And where's the farthest trip you've ever taken? Well, believe it or not, um, I've never really traveled overseas. Okay. 
Um, so I'd say probably the furthest is um, Alaska. Yeah, that's supposed to be beautiful. It is beautiful. Now, did you go on your parents' 25th anniversary, or did you wait for another trip? <laughs> it was a different trip. My mother um, <laughs> Just was actually working over there for a time, and so um, she was there at Christmas, so we flew out there. And it was interesting, because that was when it was the, the darkness. Oh, wow. So that's a crazy thing everybody should experience. I couldn't live it, but it's wild to experience it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I could go hours of darkness or hours of light. That just seems really... Oh, me too. I mean... I mean to that extent. Yeah, and I love the California sunshine. I yes. mean, I to be deprived of that, forget it. Do you drive a nice car and why? Or what kind of car do you drive and why? Oh, you know, that's a great question because um I you know, have always driven a Toyota just cuz that's what I drove. And then Reliable. when I was, yeah, my family drove Toyotas, I drove a Toyota, which I love Toyota. Um when I was at Gordon's, I always had a company car. And so I didn't have to own a car. Right. I came out here and um, I had to buy a car because I didn't have a car. And I bought a Toyota. And then that's when I was working at the other acting school. And I was promoted to vice president. And the owner of the company is like, you know, I cannot have my vice president driving a Toyota. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with my Toyota? It's nice. Yeah. And so as part of my pay raise that year... He put the uh, down payment on my first Mercedes. Ah, and I heard the word first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, four later, I now own a Mercedes as well. So, but it was funny because a car was never important to me, right? And car was never like prestige. But once I got behind the wheel of that damn Mercedes, I'm, mm-hmm. I was hooked. Yeah, and it's just it's a heavy car. Yeah. It's a tank, and Did I you feel have safe. A three twenty. Uh, no. Oh. I have a C300. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I love it. And, yeah. you know, going back to finance, you know, and money, um, one of the greatest, you know, moments of this year is that, you know, through the struggles of opening my company over the last five years and, um, you know, getting financially situated and such, I was able to pay my car off this year. Oh, nice. And so it's like I officially owe my car, no car payment, and that was just a big a big check off for me. You know, that's one of my favorite things is coming to the beginning of the month and not making a car payment. Exactly. Really very cool. Yeah. It's like money I can spend for repairs. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I had a similar situation where I was dro- driving my Corolla um, that I loved that had an alarm and a cool stereo system. And, um, you know, the CPAs at the firm were like, you can't drive a Toyota <laughs> Corolla. So then I got a Toyota pickup truck, and they're like, you can't drive a Toyota pickup truck. <laughs> Finally, one of my friends was like, you have to get a Mercedes or something. So I did the same thing, and yeah, made everybody happy. But in L.A., part of what, you know, part of your success yep. is is what you drive. Um, people put a lot of stock in that. Yep. So it drives me crazy because I'm happy with just a cheap, reliable car, but my <laughs> clients are like, no, <laughs> you need a nice one. I highly recommend a Mercedes. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. They are safe. (laughs) What would you say is your top financial worry or worries? What do you worry about financially? Um, Well, within the last, you know, or the past, I should say, five years, um, my worries were always, you know, how am I going to pay this bill this week? You know, what's Mm -hmm. coming in? And so then I would get it in my head and I would have anxiety and um, stress, just not knowing where that next buck was come from or if I'm going to miss a car payment. Right. 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I need to pay the school bills before I pay my bills. Um, and um, now I'm, you know, okay with that. And so where, th- um, can you repeat the question? Because now I'm, I went on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> where does, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I want to make sure I'm set for my future. I want to make sure. Um, well, but yeah, the worry, the worry part is like, what's the biggest worry? Like, will you, that you won't have retirement, that you won't. Uh, the biggest worry is exactly. Am I going to be able to afford it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, here in California, especially um, looking at the prices of housing and rent and, you know, everything else going up. It's like when you're living on a fixed income, mm-hmm. you know, in your future, that's um, going to be, you know, very, very difficult. Um, but I mean, I'll be fine. I know. I, I really don't worry about it that much, honestly. Okay. Um, I've kind of got my dad's mentality that, you know what, if I have to work till I'm 80, I'll work till I'm 80. Okay. I don't want to just, you know, sit around and, um, you know, do nothing. I mean, yeah. I, I suppose going to the beach more often would be kind of nice. But. Could be nice. <laughs> it could be. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think if you, like, as we've been talking, do you think that you have any current money beliefs that, um, are you aware of any current money beliefs that no longer serve you? Like, are there any old mantras that you're still holding on to? Um, I think now that um, I'm actually working a side job and working in finance Mm -hmm. um, and I'm seeing other people's, you know, financial issues and problems. First of all, it cleared my head because I was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one that has gone through that. So it gave a little bit of validation. And, you know, number two, you know, Back when, you know, things were, you know, still trying to iron themselves out with opening a new business, um, you know, I had so many, I work with an energy healer and he would, he would like constantly try and help me to clear my mind because my mind was putting up too many energy blocks. Right. And once I let go of that and I was able to like streamline and get the flow going that I needed to get going with the company, um, that those blocks just kind of all broke. Oh, great. And it's funny because now that everything's okay, I'm, I look back and I'm like, oh, those energy blocks, those, you know, um, those negative thoughts, those things that were holding me back, wow, they're not there anymore. And I sure as heck don't miss them. Yeah. Um, but um, again, I have a stable income, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm, for myself. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not causing me the angst. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to ask you a really random question. Um, oh, good. When you were a kid, did you ever take any money out of your mom's purse? Oh my gosh, this is terrible. And I'm going to, I'm just going to throw <laughs> myself out there. Don't listen. Because, mom. <laughs> no, my mom knows. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> I was babysitting for the next door neighbors. Uh huh. And I took $2 out of the lady's purse. Oh, wow. Yes. And I get home and later on a phone call comes in. Oh, no. And this lady was not wealthy and she, you know, wasn't even median income. She knew that, you know, $2 was missing from yeah, her purse. Yeah, because that's a small amount, seemingly. And um, I got busted. And I oh, had wow. to go and take it back. And I had to apologize. And it was the most humiliating uh. and humbling thing. 
But with that being said, it was a good lesson. Right. Because who knows? Maybe, maybe I would have grown up to be a thief. Right. You don't know. Yeah. But I was so mortified that I got caught. Yeah. That oh, I've got chills going down me right oh, now. Yeah, Just no, at the thought I can, of it. I can, yeah. And having to go and face somebody. Yeah. And have them tell you, you know, Jody, that $2 is very important to me. Wow. And you took it from me. <sighs> That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. So, um, no, I never took any money out of my mom's purse. <laughs> um, but I did from the lady next door, and I got busted. And did she ever let you come back and babysit again? We're still friends today. Wow. Yep, we're still friends today. You know, luckily, she handled it well, my mom handled it well, and I was humbled. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, especially as a kid, when you get busted on things like that, and yeah. then having to be held accountable. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can, I can only imagine. Wow. Um, would you, what would you say, like when you go shopping or when you go buy stuff, even if it's online, is there like a process you go through when you buy stuff? Do you just go, Oh, I need that. Do you compare prices? Like how do you come to a financial purchase decision? You know, it's funny because, um, I needed a new comforter mm -hmm. and so I just went on to Amazon. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. I shouldn't have probably said that. You can that. say Amazon. Well, it's not a dirty word, but I mean, not here. They sent the wrong damn thing. Oh, damn so, them. <laughs> damn Amazon. So like everybody's like so into returning things. No. <laughs> Ordering online. Yes. I'm still old fashioned. I like to touch, feel, smell, try yeah. on whatever. So, you know, this is what happens when I order online. This is what happens. Yeah, now I got to go to the post office. I've got to print a return slip. Right. I don't have time. I don't like that. Right. But um, I ended up buying a comforter for thirty nine ninety nine. And I mean, I could have bought a 200 or a 700, but I mean, this one was pretty. Yeah. And so I bought it, you know? And so I'm always price conscious. Okay. Good. I develop my grocery list according to, you know, what's on sale at Vons. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I love coupons and I love seeing things on sale. So do you ever buy off the list when you're at the grocery store? Always. Oh, so you don't, you don't stick always. to the list? Yes. I mean, I have my list. Right. And but, things are there, but you add oh, things? Oh, sure. Oh, that's so interesting. Last week it was chocolate-covered almonds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I um, – very rarely do I go off my list. Okay. I make a list. I sit down. I look through the cupboards. I got to make sure. And I only like to shop like every two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, so and I, I stock up as if, you know, uh, winter is coming and we right. might not <laughs> see food for months. Um, and, uh, yeah, I – if it's not on the list – doesn't go in the basket. Good for you. I mean, I'm a weirdo that way. Probably everybody else is like, buy it. That's they have all that impulse buy stuff at the front. I don't. <laughs> well, and like even going to, you know, the mall just to shop to shop, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm going there to buy, you know, a dress for Saturday night, then I get a dress for Saturday night. Right. I don't walk out with, you know, five different things from, you know, other stores. What's your favorite store to shop at? You know, honestly, <laughs> probably Ross. <laughs> <laughs> they have good deals. <laughs> well, it's just, it's kind of fun because, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I like Target, you know, but it, it's all in one. You can buy all kinds of goodies. Yeah, that's true. Do you, I, I, yeah. I like them. Because, uh, and then even if you break it, it costs five bucks. <laughs> exactly. You can get another one. Um, do you, um, so do you feel like you're pretty set? I know I'm just jumping around to different things. So, oh, please. Um, Retirement, you mentioned earlier, 401ks is what you did at Paychex, and, and now you're back 
in the finance world and people are talking about uh, money and, and things such as that. Do you feel pretty set in terms of what you've been doing for retirement or is there more to be done or you've at least made some headway? I think there's a lot more to be done. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more to be done. Um, and, you know, in on all honesty, too, you know, the last five years I have not contributed. Mm-hmm. And so now it's the time where I need to set up, um, you know, an IRA mm-hmm. um, and, and get started again. What would you say if um, how would your parents grade you for your life performance so far? Um, in terms of money, success, or what they wanted for you, what would what would be your report card grade? Oh my gosh, you wouldn't want to talk to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> what would she give you? <laughs> oh, she'd give me an A plus. Okay, I mean, my yeah, she'd she'd go on and on. She doesn't remember any any it, bad stuff. Any, any of the oh, bad how times nice. And, yeah, okay. yeah. And what would your dad give you? Um, the same thing. He'd give you an A plus. Yeah. yeah. What would you give yourself? Oh gosh, prob- probably a C. And C, why did C it, minus maybe. What's the discrepancy? Well, because, um, you know, my parents, you know, are just loving and proud. Nice. Um, whereas I'm going to look at things in real, you know, honesty. Right. You know, I haven't saved in five years. Right. You know, I still do. If I've got a $20 bill in my purse, then it's like I spent it. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, I'm not as structured. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm naughty with money. Mm-hmm. Um or frivolous, but you know, if I have it, then I will spend it, and I'm not as sticking to the list as you are. Okay. <laughs> well, you sometimes know? that's a little more so, fun, not sticking to the it list. Is, it I can is. tell you. Um, <laughs> well, knowing what you know now, and looking back, what do you wish you had known uh, earlier? Like, what do you wish somebody had told you? Uh, when it comes to finance. Finance. Um. Well, definitely be structured. Mm-hmm. Um, in always saving, um, and I mean, money's not everything either. Right. I mean, it's not everything y- you don't need to make, you know, I'll just say a hundred thousand dollars a year to be comfortable and happy. You can be comfortable and happy on a lower income. Um, but you just need to live within those means. Um, and you need to be responsible within those means. Always pay your bills on time. Yeah. You know, um, and especially now that I am working in finance, you know, I'm looking at credit reports every day. And it's like that one 30 day late pay is going to just wipe you out for any kind of financing, funding, loans, anything that you want or, you know, need to get. And I just talked to a gentleman and he had a clean report, but he made a late payment in April. And I can do nothing for him now. Right. And because it's brand new, that brand shows new. that you're in trouble. Right. And so, I mean, I wish he could have come to me sooner, but, I'm, you know, you never know. Time means so, everything. Yeah. So, like, just knowing, you know, knowing your credit report. Right. And, you know, how to use credit and yeah. make credit work for you. Right. Instead of against you. Right. Um, again, I've you know, had people who are millionaires who have come to me and want me to get them funding and I can't help them because they pay cash for everything. Yeah. And so therefore they have no credit right. build up. There's no, there's no buffet on there, you know, for us to work with. Yeah. 
And so, um, I mean, I wish I would have known more of this, mm-hmm. you know, in the past. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing is get your financial ducks in a row. Absolutely. And if you don't know what those financial ducks are, find somebody that can tell you because there are lots of resources out there. There's lots of people that will tell you things that aren't true, but there are a lot of great resources. And I think, I think for a lot of people, um, we're afraid to ask questions um, or we don't know who to ask um, the questions of. And so we often quietly sit Mm -hmm. uninformed out of whether it's out of fear or blissful ignorance or, or whatever. Well, and yeah, and you had asked me earlier, like, you know, was there any kind of like negative stigma? Mm-hmm. And I think so many people, you know, have been brought up in that, you know, that era where talking about money and finance is such a negative stigma. Right. And so therefore they hold it in. Yeah. And then you get yourself into trouble. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? So talk, ask questions, and if people want to check you out, Jody, where do people find you? I know you said Acting Up Network LA, is that right? Um, we are Acting Up Network LA on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at just Acting Up Network. Um, and, you know, you can find me at Jody Lynn Panic on Facebook. I don't do Instagram. I don't have time for it. <laughs> I can barely spell it. Well, Jody, it's been great having you here. Um, I want to tell people, please don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, Money You Should Ask, all one word. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. For more stories, podcast episodes, financial tools, and upcoming seminars, be sure to visit themoneynerve.com. And if you're in the Los Angeles or San Diego areas and looking for some good fun, check out the world-famous comedy store where we have comedy 365 days a year until next time i'm bob wheeler